0: Caroline Dowd-Higgins, thank you for listening to Your Working Life, my podcast series featuring thought leaders in the career and personal growth arena. I know that you spend a significant portion of your life at work, so I'm on a mission to provide you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. And today I'm so delighted to have my special guest, Connie Kadansky is with me. Connie, welcome to the show. How are you today? Oh, thank you. And I'm I'm well. I'm sitting here in Arizona. Good for you. Is your weather fantastic? <laughs> oh, yes, the sun's shining. I bet the sun shines all the time there, though, right? So are you a little spoiled? Is it a great environment?
1: It is. It is nice. It was 61 the other day, and I had to put
0: a a sweatshirt on. Ah, well, good. Well, well well-deserved. Enjoy. (laughs) So, Connie, I want to tell our audience about you. You're a professional certified coach and the owner of Exceptional Sales Performance. And you are really incredible because you are an international speaker, you're a trainer and a coach, and in addition to all those of other things, you specialize in helping salespeople hit their mark. So specifically addressing sales call reluctance. And you've got a proven track record with diverse businesses, from entrepreneurs to Fortune 50 companies, nationally and, and internationally. And you're also a licensee of Behavioral Sciences Research Press, BSRP, which is the world leader in research and training in sales call reluctance. So I'm really eager to dive into a juicy conversation with you because I think your principles not only apply to professionals in the sales realm, but to many other career sectors as well. So welcome. I'm glad you're with me. Thank you. So I understand that it was recently reported that 95% of sales professionals have a fear of cold calling. Now that blows my mind because they, you know, they chose the the profession sales, yet I would have thought that 95%, that just seems out of whack. Tell me more.
1: Well, and yes, <laughs> and sales call reluctance is it can hit people at different areas in their career where it can hit a salesperson who they've done really well and then all of a sudden something happens and they just cannot pick up that phone and do what it takes. And so it, it is pretty prominent out there. And the, what's interesting is a lot of people, they just ignore it. Companies ignore it. Management ignores it. And they say, just pick up the phone. They think that that's a good fix, but it really mm. isn't. And so my goal is to get out there and say that sales call reluctance is nothing to be embarrassed about, but living with it needlessly is because there is a solution.
0: So is it really just a, a dry spell when, when one hits a plateau and they're just not uh, successful? Tell me more about what, what that, you know, how do you hit the wall at that point where you know you're experiencing sales call reluctance?
1: Well, it can be a dry spell or it can really affect new people. So, for instance, Mm. today I got a call from a residential real estate individual out of the east coast and he was new in the business since november and has not made his calls and he's getting leads and he's uncomfortable calling those leads which again is like what and he's a computer tech individual who can generate the leads and so i think a lot of it, it with him is that he's not connecting the value that he has to those leads yet so he's pretty new in the business and another area where is very interesting is business owners who have a really nice business however 85 percent of their business is caught up in one vendor I mean one yeah right? And you would not believe it, but that is very common. I did a workshop for a hundred million dollar company that 85% of their business was in one basket. Wow. Wow. That's pretty risky. I know. And they're getting a little, they're getting a little nervous. And so they really want their salespeople to expand out, start prospecting into new sectors, et cetera.
0: Wow. So before I ask you to help unpack how one can overcome sales call reluctance, I want you to go through, there are 12 types, correct, of of call reluctance. Can you walk us through some of those? I will. So
1: yes, there are 12 ways that people emotionally hesitate to initiate contact with potential buyers and the most common is the yielder call reluctance. So the yielder call reluctance behavior is somebody who is very people oriented, very service oriented, and they actually feel that it's being pushy or intrusive to reach out to potential buyers. Hmm. Huh. Okay. And another type is social self-consciousness where they're intimidated by calling into a higher level market. So it can be people that are highly educated. It can be people that are intimidated by the lawyer, the doctor, or the high level senior executive, the CEO. So social self-consciousness and telephobia. Believe it or not, mm, yeah, it's the yeah. easiest one to overcome. And people call me and they say, Oh, that black, stupid box. And I say, <laughs> What would it be like if you thought of it as your personal ATM machine? Oh, I like uh, it. Yes. And then another one is the overpreparer, the overthinker. Hmm. where they overanalyze, they already have 50 scripts, and they're still not Hmm. comfortable with a script. So they're always preparing, and the preparation becomes the crutch instead of the tool to move them forward. So those are a
0: few. Excellent. That's so helpful. And you know, here's why I want to really synthesize why your message is so universal, not to just those professionals who are in very clearly identifiable sales roles right because i believe on some level anyone in a career especially those who are entrepreneurs with startup companies or even seasoned people that are that are selling their wares or their services we are in sales we're constantly promoting what we do right so we need to be able to overcome what you call sales call reluctance in order to put ourselves out there and be seen and heard. Would you agree with that? Well, yes indeed. And a few years ago there was a medical doctor in
1: Phoenix that was a had a very really big into allergy and he wanted to call up the local radio and television state station so that when they had a story or a report on allergies that they would call him in as their expert. Ah. So you in you know a chiropractor thinking about those professionals that want to be and position themselves as experts, but they have to promote themselves to the people that can Put them in a position to be a, an expert, right? Mm-hmm,
0: so mm-hmm. it can it can definitely show up at, across industry lines. I like that. So let's solve the problem now, and here's where you come in as the expert. You identified different types of call reluctance. How? What are some tips? What's some of your expert advice about how one overcomes this? Well, the first
1: thing you do is to really admit. That it's not prospecting that is causing your anxiety. Okay. It's your your thought about it. Hmm. Okay. And so if people can really look at that, it's not prospecting. It's what am I thinking about it? When I'm ready to pick up that phone and I stop, what is causing me to stop? And so that right there, so then people take responsibility for how they're choosing to perceive the activity, right?
0: Okay, so it's perception. So that's,
1: yeah, so that's one of them. And then also at the really core of the fear of prospecting is that people have not connected to the value that they provide to their potential buyer mm. because you think about it if somebody is really convinced of their value and if they can convey their value they're emotionally resilient and unstoppable so, so
0: is so is it really owning your value add
1: oh it is so owning your value and okay. when you own your value and if somebody says no It doesn't ruin your day. It doesn't throw you down the self-doubt spiral. But if you're a little bit shaky and haven't done enough internal homework around your value, then it throws you off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's at the core of it. And also where there are four energy blocks that keep people from prospecting and self-promotion. And the first one is a limited belief that they have about something. We don't have enough time to go into that, as you know, as a coach. Mm -hmm. And then assumptions. They may be making an assumption. And so many people think that a lot of professionals like them, oh, 12 people have already called them today.
0: Mm. Or they get
1: called on people like me all the time. Or somebody who has a real high net worth individual that they call into, and they've had an unpleasant experience in the past with that type of individual. So they just kind of assume that it's going to be unpleasant this time. Or a perception or an interpretation. Okay. And, and the inner critic. The inner critic that's saying, you don't know enough yet. Or the inner critic that says, who do you think you are to be able to go out there and list a million dollar home? So in the coaching that I do, we really pay attention and become acutely aware of those four
0: energy blocks. And then we're able to help people shift them. That's so exciting. That's what's wonderful. And and I, I really want our audience to understand this is a process and you are an expert, a certified coach who walks them through the process and helps them overcome these energy blocks, for example, or their particular type of call reluctance. But Connie, I'd love to hear more about the SPQ Gold Assessment. Tell me more. Well, this assessment is the
1: only assessment in the world that measures call reluctance. And so it is used with, from companies worldwide in the pre-hire, hire mm-hmm. somebody who doesn't have call reluctance in the first place. And then also it's a coaching and development tool that at, it just totally zeros in, identifies which of the 12 types to what degree of intensity and it's a diagnostic it's like a prospecting ekg so once i see that and the client sees that wow there's nothing hidden
0: and now we know where to go to work Excellent. So who who hires you, Uh, Connie? Is it mostly individuals or organizations or both? And and certainly I know for speaking, that's a much broader answer. But as an individual coach, tell me about who is the ideal client? Well,
1: Anybody who must set new appointments on a weekly basis in order to meet their goals. And for example, I'm going to be with a credit union out of Nova Scotia. They have five retail offices. They're changing their model from being reactive. Oh, let's just sit here and wait for people to come in to get their account executives to get more proactive within the community. And the communities they serve. So that's where I can be of incredible value to help people make this cultural shift within their mindset that they are now responsible to
0: proactively go out and solicit business. Excellent. Now, you know, you mentioned that that I'm a coach and I'm a career coach, so I'm definitely helping people navigate their career journey. But what you do is so unique and so niche and and it's quite different than a life coach as well. So talk to me about your specific coaching area and why that is so unique. Well, because I'm laser focused on a salesperson's prospecting career
1: because 70% of the sale is in engagement and uncovering the need. 70% of the sale, right? And so I'm a salesperson at heart. I love selling. I love salespeople. And I totally relate because I have been experienced call reluctance, so I know what they're going through. And... A life coach more is to me is somebody that is a a more personal issues. And so I'm, yes, so... I want people to come to me and let's move them through in a very moderate pace according to them, but get them moving in their career. Get them on the bicycle and get moving with good tools and creating that mindset so that they'll succeed and be able to support their families.
0: I love it. You are laser beam focused, my dear. That's why we love you. Good stuff. So Connie, tell us, how can you be reached? I know we've got a lot of great people listening who probably want to hire you. How can they? find you online how can they reach out to you website is exceptional sales.com great and uh, I'm I'm out there somebody you're out there you're also on Facebook so they can find you on Facebook as well correct yes and also LinkedIn so I am definitely available excellent So I'd love to hear what types of workshops do you provide for the business owner? Because I know some of our listeners are thinking, okay, how do we bring you in as a speaker, presenter, you know, and and have you reach more than just a one-on-one coaching client? Well, the workshop that I
1: do is the Fear-Free Prospecting and Self-Promotion Workshop. And it is scientifically designed for people to overcome this fear And fear is a mental response to a perceived threat. And I coach every individual personally for four weeks after that. Because most workshops, they get people, using the baseball analogy, they get them to second base, but they don't (laughs) bring them home. And so coaching begins where the training ends. And that's why people get such good results. Because then they get that
0: individual coaching experience that just totally integrates the training. Wonderful. I love it. Well, Connie, what a joy to have you on. I'm delighted to hear more about your expertise and your background. I know our listeners have learned a lot today. I hope they follow you on ExceptionalSales.com. I hope they hire you to bring great success to their business. And I thank you for sharing your time and expertise with us today. Well, thank you. Take good care. Uh Uh-huh. And I want to thank our listeners for tuning into Your Working Life, where my goal is to help you design your career destiny so it doesn't happen by default. True career and life satisfaction is possible, and it's time to embrace what you love doing so you can do more of it. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Take good care.